Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, my name is Joe McCormick, and this is The Artifact, a short-form series from Stuff to Blow Your Mind, focusing on particular objects, ideas, and moments in time. On the western coast of Australia, there's a place called Shark Bay, and within Shark Bay, there's a nature reserve known as Hamlin Pool. Today, you can walk out over a wooden jetty at Hamlin Pool to see the shallows up close. Down below, there are hundreds of strange, bulbous mineral formations peeking up over the waterline or sitting just below it. It's hard to describe exactly what they look like. Black stone broccoli perched upright in the still water. Atomic mushroom clouds frozen in place. Or dark, pebbly brains flocking out of the Indian Ocean. These are stromatolites, If you stand on the jetty at Hamlin Pool looking out at this army of mineral bulbs, you're getting a pretty close approximation of what most visible life on planet Earth looked like for something like 80% of its history. Because while these are mineral formations, they're not just dead rock, they're alive and growing. Stromatolites are one type from a class of mineral formations called microbialites, natural stone monuments that are built by microscopic organisms. And not all of them look like the columns of mushroom brain broccoli at Hamlin Bay. Some microbialites are flat, some are domed, and some form ascending pillars with different shapes and contours. Though there are lots of microbialites in the world, there are only a handful of places left where you can find true marine stromatolites growing in the wild. So what makes a stromatolite special? The word stromatolite means layered rock. If you look at a cross section, you can see banded strata within them, extremely thin layers of mineral deposition, kind of like a stone puff pastry, with the layers sometimes alternating between light and dark. And these layers actually tell us something about the process that created them. Stromatolites are built by microscopic organisms like photosynthetic cyanobacteria, also known as blue-green algae. These are single-celled life forms that can be found almost everywhere on Earth, especially in the water. Cyanobacteria, like plants, survive by using energy from the sunlight to convert carbon dioxide from the environment into food. Though cyanobacteria existed for billions of years before the first plants evolved, Without them, you never would have been born. As Earth's first photosynthesizers, microbes like cyanobacteria converted the planet's early atmosphere into what it is today by polluting it with their metabolic waste product, which is oxygen. Every animal that ever lived could only evolve because of what the early photosynthesizers did to the atmosphere. 
So for billions of years, these microbes dominated planet Earth, changing the composition of the air and leaving behind their stromatolite mineral formations in the fossil record. But to come back to the question about how they form, where do these layers of strata in the stromatolite come from? Microbes like cyanobacteria don't just float around by themselves. When they're able, they glom on to other microorganisms to form what are known as biofilms or microbial mats. Think of a kind of thin, sticky carpet in which billions of microbes glue themselves both to one another and to an underlying surface with the help of a class of biological cement known as extracellular polymeric substances or EPSs. These microbial mats, being sticky by evolutionary design, don't just stick to the underlying substrate. They also act kind of like a glue trap, catching hold of tiny grains of sediment and sand that wash over the surface of the mat due to the tide or other mechanical forces. Over the years, layer by layer, these sticky mats of biological material, trapped sediment, and also calcium carbonate, harden into solid mineral formations like the columns at Shark Bay, always climbing up higher like the crown of a tree in the forest to move toward the sunlight that feeds them. If you look at the history of Earth life in the fossil record from roughly three and a half billion years ago until about one billion years ago, stromatolites absolutely dominate the scene, gathering in shallow seas and across continental shores around the world. But around a billion years ago, the finely layered stromatolites start to vanish from the geological record, and they've remained rare until today. What happened to them? There are several possibilities, but one interesting investigation into this question was a study published in 2013 in PNAS by Joan M. Bernhard et al. This study picks up from the observation that at around the same time stromatolites began to decline in the fossil record, they seemed to be replaced with a different kind of microbial mat formation called a thrombolite. Whereas stromatolites are layered rocks, thrombolites are clotted rocks with a microstructure to match their name. So did most of the world's stromatolites become thrombolites? And if so, why? The researchers behind this study suggest that the answer to the question may lie in the evolution of another organism known as foraminifera. Foraminifera, often shortened to forams, are a type of single-celled eukaryotic organism from the kingdom of life known as the protists, along with organisms like amoebas and the plasmodium parasite that causes malaria. You can find foraminifera throughout the ocean, often in seafloor sediments, where they use amazing and fantastically creepy shape-shifting tendrils called pseudopods to reach out into their surroundings and snatch up food. Foraminifera build tiny shells for themselves called tests, and they first evolved roughly around the time the stromatolites were declining and the thrombolites began to rise. So it makes sense to wonder if they had something to do with the change in Earth's microbialites. The authors of the 2013 study wanted to see if the presence of foraminifera in a living stromatolite would have a noticeable effect on how new mineral layers were accumulated. So they took modern living stromatolites from a place called Highborn Key in the Bahamas and seeded them with forams. 
Some of the test samples were treated with a drug that would inhibit the function of the 4M pseudopods, while others were left untreated. After about six months, they found that the presence of functional 4Ms could absolutely affect the structure of the stromatolites. In samples where the 4Ms had been drugged, thin layers were visible. In the samples where the 4Ms were allowed to do their thing, the stromatolites had assumed the clotted structure seen today in thrombolites. Altogether, this is taken as evidence that the foraminifera may have had something to do with the stromatolites' decline. Today, you can only find living stromatolites in special places, usually places with water that has a very high salinity, like evaporating saltwater pools and tidal areas. I kept thinking about how, in this way, stromatolites have something in common with sauerkraut. Lacto-fermented foods like sauerkraut and kimchi are made by salting vegetables and packing them down in a wet anaerobic environment. The reason the vegetables turn nice and sour instead of simply rotting is that the salty, wet conditions in the jar inhibit the growth of microbes and mold that cause spoilage, but allow the growth of salt-tolerant lactic acid bacteria. As the lactic acid bacteria thrive, they produce acid as a byproduct of their metabolism, which lowers the pH of the fermentation, further preventing other microbes from surviving and creating the sour flavors we love. Wild stromatolites today tend to survive in high-salinity environments, where organisms that would otherwise graze on the exposed mats and eat them up just can't tolerate the salt. Tune in to new editions of The Artifact every Wednesday, hosted either by Robert or myself. As always, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com.